seems like everybody's talking about going back to work. A lot of corporations are beginning to sort of strong our employees to get them in for, you know, a couple of three days a week, try to do some team building, that sort of thing. You'd help that. You think that would help, well, a lot of businesses, but also the downtown Dallas uh, Inc., which has, well, oversees a, a lot of existing uh, buildings and residential and retail and a whole lot more that are that are going to be built, presumably anyway. Jennifer Scripps, uh, we knew as the Director of Arts and Culture for the city of Dallas, but earlier this year she took over downtown Dallas, Inc., and she joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. It is great to be with you. Thanks for the invite. You know, I would not have wanted your job two years ago, but right now, no, I mean, there's so much on the plate. I, there's not a day goes by that I haven't seen something, somebody talking about relocating or, or buildings. Gosh, all those buildings, on, uh, you know, along Field Street and through Victory and, and on the other side of the Arts District. There's a lot going on, or at least a lot planned. There is a tremendous amount going on and so many new things on the horizon um, and new opportunities, but it's, it's really been amazing. It hasn't even been two months on this job. And when I start ticking off for people, oh, we opened a new park and we've had several new things go through City Hall um, to green light projects that are coming. And then in November, our voters are going to be considering an entire redevelopment of the convention center. I mean, 2022 has been a busy year for downtown and it doesn't show any signs of letting up. Yeah. And the, and the convention center does more than just the convention center because because it, it, maybe that's the catalyst for that development, you know, on the south side of downtown that we've been hearing about for so long. That's that's really what we think. Um, by reorienting the main axis of it, it opens up a lot of land for new development. Um, and, you know, that southwestern quadrant of the urban core um, has, has kind of been lagging behind the rest of the downtown districts. So it's a tremendous opportunity. And and one thing you didn't mention is the hotels are really coming back alive. And you're seeing, I would say almost every day I'm stopped by visitors. Where should we go get a cup of coffee? Or we're really hot. Where can we get a cold treat? Um, but we just were re, uh, reminded by Visit Dallas, they got good data back that our numbers now are exceeding pre-pandemic levels. So for, for so, the, and for what about convention business? Is that coming back on the books? It is. It is certainly the bookings. Um, I, I don't, I didn't see the breakdown of segments, but it's a combination of conventions, certainly leisure and, and business travel. So there's so many of these projects that have been announced. I mean, I said we like $4 billion. I think $4 the, billion. Dollars. But I mean, the question is, you know, I've been doing this a long time and I've been, I've been to lots of unveilings and I've seen lots of scale models and, you know, and then it never gets built. These scale models end up in a warehouse somewhere. Do you think this is all this stuff's going to get built? I do. I mean, you know, I, I what what we're hearing is there's it's it's like a snowball effect. So we have fourteen thousand residents now in downtown, up from just a couple of hundred in the late nineties. Our tax base has grown over nine hundred percent since two thousand and eight. So you know, this snowball effect is keeping the momentum going um, that, you know, all of the developers, the adaptive reuse of existing buildings is essentially done amongst major, major buildings. Um, but, you know, the number of properties changing hands, it's just a very, very busy time. And I think I, I'm, I'm, of course, very, very optimistic that these things are real. You know, I was amazed in, in researching, going back to jog my memory on downtown Dallas, Inc., 
I was amazed to find there are a hundred employees. You've got a yes. hundred employees. So that's a thank you. Yes. And let me tell you, um, when people come downtown and they see our amazing frontline workers cleaning our clean team, our security teams, and now our homeless outreach teams, that's the, those are the largest portions of our staff. And that's really at the core of what a public improvement district does. We provide those supplemental services to make sure that downtown is always as safe and clean, as welcoming as possible. And so the about about 75% of our staff are our frontline workers, and they work seven days a week, 365 days a year. And during the ice storms, people will say, yeah, the only people that we see out in Dallas are the DDI teams. And I, I have had the privilege of shadowing these individuals, some of whom have worked for us for years. And I, I was just blown away by how intimately they know the city, um, removing graffiti and picking up, emptying trash cans in the wind tunnels down here is truly a skill. Um, and, and they are the best. And that's what DDI does too. So our supplemental, exactly 70, I think it's 77% of our budget are our frontline operations. That also includes parks. Another thing people don't understand that we do is in contract with the city of Dallas, we operate um, the downtown parks. And thanks to Parks for Downtown Dallas, we have we have brought over 20 acres of what was parking lots or under contributing spaces in downtown back to life by making them green spaces. And, you know, I used to work at the Majestic Theater when I was with the city and watching Pacific Plaza come online and seeing the way this park in the middle of all these high-rise buildings became such a respite and such a meeting place. And anybody would much rather go sit out there on a pretty day and have a meeting than sit in someone's office or cube. Um, it, it, they have just done an outstanding yeah, job. Yeah, the, the, park is yeah the, 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 the game changer had to be Clyde Warren Park because that that's one that over-delivered. Clyde Warren Park, and now technically that's not part of downtown because it's on top of the highway. So they have their own management team. So certainly um, we work in partnership. But that had to be a great catalyst for everybody who thought about putting a park anywhere they wanted to and what the impact could be. Yeah, and look at what's happening with the Southern Gateway Park that's planned. And I've really enjoyed watching that infrastructure go in place on 35 South. Um, but certainly in downtown, it was it was the catalyst. And Carpenter Park, I think, is a real connector. Yes, it's under the highway, but into those East Dallas neighborhoods, Old East Dallas and Deep Ellum. Um, Carpenter Park is just amazing. It's our newest and biggest. Well, and that, and that gets closer over to the Deep Ellum area and everything else. And I, I saw you, you you guys were unveiling a, a safety initiative for, for the summertime, and it seems very timely because it's come back again. It's just when you think everything's safe and, and, and you're fine and everybody feels comfortable all of a sudden, the safety issues come back again, and it always seems to start around Deep Ellum. And and um, we again, we work in partnership with them. And you know, D- DDI's boundaries are the highway loop. But right. I think a lot of the the tenants of everybody working together and being eyes and ears. Um, we remind everybody: if you're downtown, living or working or playing, um, pay you know pay attention to your surroundings and report anything that you see. Um, but again, kudos to our partners with DPD, 
our DART police partners, and then certainly our security team for doing everything we can to keep us as safe as yeah, possible. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. It, it raises concerns really for the, you know, for the whole area. If you Absolutely. Like totally. So you, you, mentioned, you mentioned the boundaries, and that's intriguing, is, is with the highways. And, of course, one of the great initiatives is to, to do something about this great wall that was built that, that separates your area downtown from Deep Alum and, and, and indeed all of East Dallas. Is that realistically going to happen? And then what, what does the future look like after that? Um, no. So actually your timing is perfect on this, David. Um, TxDOT unveiled their preferred preferred option week before last for Highway 345, oh. and it's really a hybrid where they're restitching the grid in certain places and depressing the highway, but still keeping a, a thoroughfare to connect South Southern Dallas and Southeast Dallas to you know jobs and needed transportation connections north and west. Um, I think it's a really wonderful solution, and our team weighed in on it. One thing that's really cool about DDI, if you're not on the front line doing that great work is we have an internal planning department and they dig in on really what I kind of call hairy planning issues um, and in particular have spent several years working with our partners looking at how do we get the most value out of a once in a generation highway redesign like 345 and the ability to connect people on foot but still get cars moved is what I think they've been able to achieve. Right. And, and again, I, I mean, I go back to Clyde Warren, which made believers yeah. of, of a lot of people that, you know, what can happen and, and that it, maybe anything is possible. And that would seem to be a great area that's, that's it is. That's in and I think need. now nobody thinks anything. I mean, they really proved the concept of what green space does to connect yeah. neighborhoods yeah. and m- mitigate or minimize the impact of a highway canyon. So well, let me ask you one last thing as, as I see. You know, the Hunts and Perot's and everybody else announced all these, these great downtown buildings that are, that are, you know, hopefully going to get built and maybe, maybe get built pretty soon. It begs the question of the existing locations. You're in the national, the old first national bank building and you're surrounded by downtown high rises. What's the occupancy like there? Are, is anybody going into the older buildings? Yes. In fact, so, um, not too long ago, Dallas had 40 primarily empty older buildings or under under contributing is what we say. And they have mostly been adaptively reused for hotel and residential and certainly some office. I mean, I'm in a building that was a bank, as you know, and is now a hotel and residential. And then we have uh, the majority of the fifth floor. Um, But it's been tremendous how these buildings have actually found new life by creative groups like Todd, the Todd interests, um, that have repurposed them and given them new life and that kind of urban, urban play, which has served Dallas extremely well. And, and that's it, happened. And it'll be fun to see what happens with uh, AT&D's Discovery Zone over on Congress oh, once, people, once seeing, people get back to work. Well, and I mean, I'm seeing it now most days. I brought my kids down one Saturday morning and there were people out in the morning and then certainly during the work days. I think they're seeing 200,000 visitors a month right now. And what a gift to the city because, again, that opened up that north-south cut through into City Hall and the convention center from the Main Street District. Yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about over the next decade or so with the convention. Never dull. (laughs) All the buildings. Yeah, no, like I say, I think your timing to uh, take over as president and CEO of downtown Dallas is great. Jennifer Scripps, our guest today. It's good to have you with us. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Thanks a lot for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.